It is a beautiful morning to talk about cosmetic dentistry. Good morning, Dr. DeSanto. Good morning. I'm so ready for some uh, vitamin D. Yeah, I think the last few days we were all craving it. I know. It's so nice to um, be a part of that sunshine. So I have a question for you. Do you do you have an echo from the Skype call that we're doing live this morning? I do not hear one, no. Oh, gosh. I have a huge echo. I'm going to turn my volume down. I'm saying the same oh. thing like seven times. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't hear one, but um, so at least on this that's side, better. it's clear. No, that's better. Okay. Better. Um, yeah, so we're like live from um, my house in Springfield, Illinois, <laughs> doing the show remote. But slowly we're crawling back into reality and getting out there, and I love it. Um, there was actually an article. Uh, one of our patients had said, we, we have all kinds of interesting things from our patients. It's really amazing. I think people are at home, and they're reading a lot, and they're, you know, they're just doing different things because they're not going on trips, and they're not, you know, socializing and doing a lot of weekend plans. But one of the patients brought us an article that was in the Wall Street Journal just last week, and it was about, uh, it was titled, People Are So Bored That They Look Forward to Going to the Dentist. Holy oh, my cow. gosh. We, we were so, it was so funny. The article was so on point. Um, you know, it was based out of London and, you know, London's had a lot of different situations. They've been on lockdown more than once. And, um, you know, during the country's latest lockdown, um, they, they interviewed a lot of people and they, they wrote up this little article and they were talking about what else are you going to do with a week off work other than a trip to the dentist? They are on their third national lockdown. And so like their pubs and the movies and shopping malls are all closed down. So like apart from schools, you know, medical visits are the only thing you can really do. So they opened dental clinics back up, um, just recently, but they, you know, during the week long lockdown, they were, um, they had a lot of a home time and, and then they were locked down even like two months before that. They talked about, um, half of the adult dental patients were talking about, you know, they had anxiety about getting their teeth worked on, but yet, you know, now that it's allowed to do this and they're allowed to go to the dentist, they almost looked at it like a little gift to be able to leave legally, you know? So um, I thought that was just really, really funny. It was rare that people normally look forward to that in this part of the country or this part of the world. But they were talking, uh, my favorite quote in the article was Alistair Campbell. He was a top advisor to the um, former UK Prime Minister, Tony Blair. And he um, he was quoted as saying, um, identifying his experience, he just recently got two, fit, two fillings fixed. And um, his experience was, uh, quote unquote, that was the simple pleasures in the lockdown life. He looks forward to um, doing something different that's still within the rules. And he said, in normal times, I absolutely hate going to the dentist, but he enjoyed the the little getaway. So that was really funny because he's such a, a, a huge figurehead in, in England. So um, that was just really a great little article. They were talking about, um, he mentioned going to the dentist was the highlight of his week. So um, Now, have you yeah. got anybody that, that has come into your office, especially right after it opened, uh, reopened back up? said the same thing or, or was excited to be there? Well, Robin was talking about this article. We were all talking about it in our staff meeting, and we really can't believe it. We see people all the time. People get dressed up to go to the dentist. They, It's their outing. You know, they put on their real clothes again, and they get all decked out. People look beautiful. It's like they feel like they can actually go out and do something. A lot of one of our patients, she looked so pretty when she came in. It was just last week. 
and we commented on it and she said, well, I work from home. Some days I don't shower and I don't want to be lectured about how some days I don't brush my teeth. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, we have to talk about this. (laughs) Um, And then there's, we've learned in dentistry that that is kind of a thing that there's a, an uptake in people getting out of their routines and not brushing their teeth because they don't have their routine to do that anymore. So when they get up and they're in their lounging clothes and they have coffee, normally that ends and you shift gears and you shower and you get ready for work, you get in your car and you go. Well, none of that second half is happening. So the getting up and lounging with your coffee never really has an end to it. And this second article is really talking about that, that it's becoming a problem that people are just getting complacent and then their day goes by and their day is done. And they're just in the same situation they were when they woke up, except they're sitting in front of a computer here and there for work or taking some phone calls, but still in their jammies, still with their coffee cup. They never really moved on to that second phase of getting ready. And that's where the dental hygiene comes into play. So, you know, we're trying to shift gears with people telling them that the dental hygiene component needs to go into phase one of your morning routine, not phase two. Um, So, you know, people are really, uh, it's been a shift for so many people, but this one particular lady was so excited to get dressed up and she even wore purple for us. A lot of you know that that's our, our kind of our signature color. And, um, you know, she had everything all decked out in purple and she was so funny. She loved getting up and getting ready for something. So um, it's it's been interesting to watch all this evolve. And, you know, we talk about um, all the lessons from the pandemic that we've learned. Here we are one year later. Um, you know, it's hard to believe that it's been a year since dentistry was shut down nationally here in the United States. To all of those people, except dental emergencies. And, you know, we reflect on the uncertainty of the early days, the crisis and the confidence and all of the things, all the care regarding the care that we deliver today. But I'm really, really proud of how the dental profession has handled COVID-19. Really, really proud of it. Um, There was a saying that we were talking about, it's necessity is the mother of invention. And that was never more accurate than right now in 2020 into 2021. Um, You know, we we had like a year of rapid change regarding our our PPE, which is the personal protective equipment that we wear. Uh, A lot of shortages, um, different requirements you know, social distancing and, and, and its implications on our dental practices and the lightning speed adaptation with a constantly changing regulatory landscape. I mean, it was just every day was a different scenario, a different rule. Guidelines are changing by the minute. Um, you know, some of the technological and functional changes we implemented at the beginning of the pandemic were out of necessity and all of them are here to stay. So I, I feel like You know, there are good things we have learned about this. Um, You know, the most important lesson we learned as dentists that we were already doing the right things when it comes to safety. And, you know, initially the picture was not promising as many, you know, if you remember like March and April was so fearful. Um, You know, by virtue of operating, we operate in an aerosol environment. So, Uh, dentists, providers, hygienists, you know, your team, as well as patients, um, 
everybody, even the CDC, you'd watch it on television. Um, dental offices would be the hotbeds of transmission. You know, dentists and hygienists were number one, number two among the most vulnerable to COVID-19 from an occupational standpoint, right next to the emergency, re- emergency room doctors and pulmonologists. So, um, you know, that was all over every graph, every article. It was really frightening to always read that all the time. But here we are a year later. And, you know, in reality, there has been little to no transmission in dental offices. And I cannot stress that enough about how proud I am of that. Um, You know, the CDC reports this. You know, this was actually one year later. The CDC reports this update. And so let's face it, the field of dentistry, it's no stranger to infectious disease. I was a graduate in Northwestern, my goodness, 30 years ago. I hate to date myself. But, you know, I grew up in dentistry during the AIDS pandemic, the AIDS revolution, the outbreak of HIV, you know, whatever you want to call it. It was so fearful and the media made it so scary. And, you know, Northwestern University was the first university that had an HIV positive student. You know, he was in the class above me. So, you know, I, I lived through this professionally during the whole HIV revolution. Um, you know, dentistries are no stranger to pandemics and infectious diseases. Offices deal with this all the time. Um, the precautions clearly prove themselves as effective, um, and dentistry is well suited to deliver care before, during, and after the pandemic. So, you know, we we gain a new appreciation for the importance of good PPE, um, you know, problem with obtaining PPE because we were not deemed as essential. And so all the PPE that was a federal distribution, we were not part of that distribution chain. So we were, (laughs) I mean, we spent a lot of time on Chinese websites. I'm telling you, Doc, it was crazy. Um, But we got a lot of PPE from whatever source we could find it from. But everything's corrected. You know, we're considered essential workers and we're part of that PPE distribution now. So that's been corrected too. We had, we had our own little humps and valleys and we've, we made it through and, and we're shining. Every dentist has just done, all the offices have been exceptional. And I think that, um, it's been a rough road and I think people are super grateful to be able to get their health care. Um, and I think we've sort of proved ourselves in, in establishing that trust with our patients. Um, you know, learning that absolutely communication was the safety, the key to talking to people and um, letting them know about kind of like um, a three-pronged situation as far as the protocol we developed. You know, we um, we kind of developed support for our offices, our providers, and our patients is the cornerstone. You know, we started with the waiting room scenario and temperature checks and um, a health survey at the door. We're still doing pre-procedural rinsing and contactless payment, online scheduling, all of these things that come to mind. Um, you know, hospital-grade air purification, um, additional extra oral suction units, enhanced PPE. I mean, people see this the minute they walk in the door. So the ADA has been such um, an encouragement for us, our association, the American Dental Association. Um, it's been a great advocate for all of us to help kind of navigate through this. So I I guess I'm just kind of long-winded in saying here we are one year later and leveraging our technology, um, 
you know, just implementing a lot of different things. So, um, it's been, it's been a journey and we're not looking back. I mean, a lot of these changes are here to stay and, um, the importance of leveraging technology has really stepped up a notch as well. So we, um, you know, we're, we're doing so many, um, teledentistry situations, you know, when people have questions, I no longer want them to come in for a consult. If they just have a few questions, I, I always just check in with them. And if they leave me a message, we call them back. You know, we, we exchange photos. iPhones are amazing. The new iPhone 12 takes amazing pictures. I can just spend 10 or 15 minutes on a phone with somebody and save them the trip into the office. And that's not something we would have ever have just been you know, going to automatically before. And it's just a way we want. We want to keep it easy, safe, and logical as we move forward and, and hopefully wrapping up the end to what this pandemic has brought to us. But but like you said, is is what you're going to learn going forward and the change you're going to make that will be permanent will will probably streamline things, like you said, is the telehealth and some of those kind of things so you don't have to see people in the physical office as much will will streamline things and make things so much quicker for you and, and just make everybody happier. Right. And we just we just set aside time in our schedule for phone work. I spend a lot more time on the phone. Well, I never really spent any time on the phone. I spend a lot more time on the phone now. And we have, you know areas in our schedule that are is just for phone work just for people to call in just for us to contact patients and um they can answer and do a lot of their consulting work and questioning right from home and get all the answers they want so when they come in it's physically to do something which has been a really a shift in in our you know how we treatment plan things and how we go about dentistry and healthcare in general. And I know telemedicine is doing the same thing. And and I think that's a good thing. I think it's um, a positive change. A lot of people are busy. And sometimes it's all about travel and transportation and access to care. So this just helps that so much. You know, people sometimes don't even have that access to care. And if they have a phone, you know, we can accomplish a lot more. So... Tell you what, let's go ahead and take a, a quick break. It is Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Tiny DeSanto in here on WMAY. We'll take a quick break. Come right back. Let's talk cosmetic dentistry with Dr. Tanya DeSanto. Stay informed. Stay connected with WMAY on 92.7, 94.7, and 970 AM. We are back. Uh, covered a lot of, of ground so far. What else have you got this morning? Well, you know, something that I think is really interesting um, Involving children, we recently um, finished what we call Children's Dental Health Month, and it was it looked a lot different this year because you know kids are, um, you know, at least my kids and a lot of other kids are just in school in a hybrid situation where they go to school one or two days a week or half days a week, and they're home a lot of the times in school, still zooming, still doing learning. Um, that is. It has its own challenges, you know. Um, it's it's hard with you know any working parent and trying to help your kid thrive and learn from home when you're working. Um, it's it's difficult, and everybody out there can relate to that. It's affected all of us as parents or guardians, caregivers, grandparents. So we, you know, children's dental health much certainly looked a lot different. Um, we we've really taken a little bit of a leap to um, 
do our part with that. We we would go into schools and traditionally pre-pandemic days, and we would spend lots of Fridays and Thursdays going to different schools, talking to classrooms and children and teaching them how to brush and giving them toothbrushes and doing science experiments with them and really engaging them. There's so many fun things you can do with, with kids. And, and I love the hands-on. I just love it. And, um, you know, I take a glove and I hold my fingers together and I have a child spread Nutella all over my gloves, the chocolate spread that all these kids love that cause so many cavities. Um, <laughs> and then you open up your fingers you know, if you're just brushing the t- Nutella off and, you know, you open up your fingers and you see all the Nutella in between your fingers after you've brushed really, really well, it shows the children what your teeth would be like if you ate the Nutella and didn't floss. So, you know, if you only brush your teeth, you're not getting all the Nutella off. And they just certain experiments like that. um just engage them. It's the visual that they cannot unsee. And kids are visual learners. Dentists are visual learners. So it's a perfect match. I don't do a lot of talking. I do a lot of experiments and I show them different things. So that's not, we're not able to do that. Um, You know, we also take part in career days. Um, We try to introduce dentistry to children as much as possible because I think if you plant the seed at a young age for any career, they're always thinking about it and they're always embracing it. And I've seen that in my own practice, talking to my own patients early on about, you should be a dentist, you know, and, and three of these kids have become dentists. I mean, it's just my huge That's pride like, moment. Warm your, warm your heart there for sure. It does. It, it also shows how old I am though, but <laughs> But it does. It does. And, you know, one of them graduates next year and I'm so proud of her. Anyway, um, it's it's just, you know, it's definitely a challenge. We for our career day, uh, we had someone videotape me walking around my office. We showed them the waiting room. We showed them some of our cool technology and um, our CT scanner. And we mixed up some materials on the video to show them how things sat. And we showed them some before and afters. And we showed them how to repair a filling on a video. And so there was a, a Zoom video floating around out there to the different schools about us and all the quirky things we do all day long. And we tried to make it really cool. Um, and then they they uploaded that video and they played it on the um, announcements where the kids see it on their computer screens. So they watched this video remotely from their home and their career day was from their home on their laptop. So all the ways teachers are being innovative and I just have so much respect for teachers. It gives me goosebumps how they've reached out, how they've just taken the lead and ran with it. And and just really these, I know that maybe the learning isn't what we want it to be or the style we want it to be, or maybe the statistics aren't where we want them, but oh my goodness, teachers have given it their all. And I am so proud of that. I'm so proud to be a part of the school system and this community. So you, we have to do our part to step up. I mean, I had to be creative. How can we do children's dental health month when they're not in school all the time or when school is closed? So you know, everybody's doing their part. I don't know if they like the video or not, but I thought it was hilarious. We, it was, we did not edit it. We thought the raw version was funnier um, because, you know, we've made some mistakes and bloopers and I just thought that would keep them laughing because we're all human. And we we dropped a few things and it it was just really funny, but um, they liked it. My kids saw it. I never told them about it. And all of a sudden they, you know, came to me, mom, 
you were on my on my morning announcements. Yes, I was. <laughs> Surprise. I, I never like to tell them that because, you know, they're still at the age where that's embarrassing to oh, them. Of like, course. mom, mom, really? You know, but someday they'll laugh about it. But the, their friends all think it's cool, but they're embarrassed. So, um, you know, teachers have just been amazing. And even my own kids, um, you know, my own little boy, he just started middle school and he wasn't even go, able to go into that school till January for the very first time. And, you know, he struggled from September to January. He's learning from a computer. He doesn't know anybody. He's never seen his teachers. He doesn't have friends in his class because he's on his computer. And my this his science teacher, kudos to her. She just made him check in with her individually, one-on-one, every single day, and really reined him in. Because they don't want to listen to you as your parents. You know, they want, they need some sort of structure. And she went above and beyond. She did not have to do that. And it really pulled him in, and it helped make him, he had a connection all of a sudden. It was just him and this teacher. It wasn't, you know, on the computer. So anyway, um, we all step up. Um, and it's just been really fun to be part of Children's, you know, Dental Health Month and and, and the Career Day at Prairie Dental Group. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll all crawl out of this soon and, and things will go back to normal once everybody's vaccinated. So no, I know I'm um, sort of babbling here, but um, we're happy to see new patients, including children. And a good way to contact us is our website or 217-546-0412. Another uh, great show. And, and again, hearing how everybody got so excited about being able to go to the dentist over in in the uh, in London. And, and I've talked to friends over there. And, yeah, it was very tight. But at least the, the dentistry industry now has, has a much better focus because you guys did do it right and you took care of everybody. Thank you again for a fantastic show. We will see you back next Saturday. Thanks so much.